Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I want to go back real quick, and I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I've never done the entire time I uh, this podcast has been up. This may be controversial, what I'm about to do, but it's okay. So, after last week's episode, Black Friday, um, for those that remember, I rated the episode a 9 out of 10, um, thinking it was almost a 10, but I went with a 9. Well, I had some time to think about it. And after much thinking, I'm doing something I have never done before on this show. I am changing my rating for an episode. Is this the only time it'll ever happen? We'll have to wait and see. But I am changing my rating from a 9 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. This is absolutely fantastic. And the episode that I'm going to review this week kind of goes along with the idea of, hey, Black Friday was actually a really funny episode and was really, really good. So the episode that I will be reviewing here this week is part two of the Black Friday trilogy, known as A Song of Ass and Fire. So, with that said, let's get into this week's episode, A Song of Ass and Fire. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 20th, 2013. Now, the episode starts off very differently because instead of the usual going down to South Park intro, we get a previously on South Park where we get the clips from the previous episodes. And then we get a special South Park, or not South Park, but a special Game of Thrones-like South Park intro, which was really, really cool. They have all four characters dressed in their Game of Thrones-like outfits. And we begin, after the special intro, we begin the episode with this special speech. I betrayed my kind, and now I have chosen my side, 
that which I believe is best for all, for it has a DualShock controller with a speaker and a touchpad interface. Our land is split in two, brother against brother, friend versus friend. My parents will fight on Black Friday as well, for what I do not know. What the hell is he wearing now? My followers, though few in number, shall help see me through until I am finally accepted as a princess by all. I cannot rest, for I know that even now the enemy is training for battle, also preparing for winter. And that is how our episode officially begins. Oh my, what an opening. So we see at the Xbox camp, Butters and Scott Malkinson are fighting. It's a, it's a training. And Butters and Scott, well, they're not really pleasing Cartman well on this. And he has them stop. And he asks everyone, what do you do in a fight? And he says, you find the person's weakness. So he points out that Scott Malkinson has diabetes. And he takes a shot to the face. And he tells everyone to keep training while he takes Kyle along with him. So Kyle and Cartman have a talk about how this feud is now becoming more and more on the side of the PlayStation 4 instead of the Xbox One, and how the PlayStation 4 is getting rave reviews already for, you know, from everybody. And Cartman's like, I am not going to let this go. I'm not going to have it end this way. So, he decides to make a call to the head of Xbox. And I love this scene. This scene is great. He's like, yeah, can I uh, talk to the president of Xbox? What do you mean, not president of Xbox? A CEO of Microsoft? Yeah, my name's Eric Cartman. Uh, I'm a I'm a wizard king. No, I'm not a king of wizards. I'm just a wizard who happens to be king. And basically, he's trying to convince the CEO, who I'll mention in a moment, to help them in the fight of the console wars of 2013. So we go to the Microsoft headquarters and here is CEO Steve Ballmer, who I'll talk about in a moment. And he's told by a couple of people that this kid in Colorado needs our help. And, you know, he's willing to do anything. And Steve Ballmer's like, look, guys, it's a, it's a machine. It's a box. It's not really that big of a deal. It's not like people are going to die over this. And, you know, it's going to be the end of the world. It's going to be bloodshed and Armageddon. Well, Steve Ballmer's got a pretty relaxing meaner of himself. Because after this year, in 2014... He ends up buying the Los Angeles Clippers and has become the owner. And he is still to this day the owner 
of the Los Angeles Clippers. And he seems like a really nice guy, actually. So I can't really, you know, go after him. So we go to the news and we find out that another security guard has been killed as people are trying to get into the mall for Black Friday. And this is where we find out that the mall, in honor, this is what they say, in honor of this security guard's death, has increased the discount on the shop or the mall for Black Friday. Because originally it was at 80% to the first 30 people. It is now at 90% to the first 100 people. So now the stakes have risen even more. Meanwhile, back at Microsoft, it's Bill Gates. Wow, I you know, I thought he was killed in the South Park movie. Remember that? Go back into the archives to check out our review of South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So anyway, we get a Game of Thrones type scene here where he basically takes control back of Microsoft, having Steve Ballmer stabbed and killed. So Cartman is in the garden with Butters. And Cartman is having this talk about how, you know, we've got to get the Xbox. We've got to be the first to the doors. And how basically the Xbox One, they're for you and me, Butters. But the others, they're just there to open the door. And then the guy's like, Get out of my garden! Why don't you leave us alone? No, get the hell out of my garden! So, during this scene, Cartman asks Butters if he's watched season three of Game of Thrones. And Butters has said yes. And he's still upset because we're getting more wieners and they were promised dragons, but they haven't gotten any dragons. So... In Cartman's, I guess we can say, leadership, tells Butters, or gives Butters, two tickets to New Mexico for him and Scott Malkinson to go to New Mexico to meet up with George R.R. Martin. Or as Butters calls him, George R.R. Martin. (coughs) So... Now everything's starting to kind of come together here. And we really don't see much of the PlayStation 4 group, which I actually like about it. Because you're seeing here the desperation by Cartman in this episode. that we don't even notice the you know, the PlayStation people. And and we'll see them eventually. So, Randy sees a crowd coming to the mall. And he goes out, and he's like, you guys cannot be on mall property. Unless you are here to shop, you are not allowed on this property until Thanksgiving night. 
And the guys are like, well, we're not on the property. Well, still, you can't really be here. We can walk very, very slowly. So, they mock Randy for what he has done and what he has said. So, Butters and Scott, they eventually do make it to New Mexico. And they get to the house of George R.R. Martin. And they want to talk to him. And at first, the security guard's like, uh, sorry, Mr. Martin does not want any fans to come to his house to talk to him. And Butters is like, well, we're not fans. As a matter of fact, we're pretty upset about what's happened. We can't, We wanted to see dragons. We want to see dragons. Well, the security guard lets him in and, well, George R.R. R. Martin comes and greets him. And we notice that Scott is starting to fade here because he hasn't had any food in a while and he needs some insulin. So George R.R. Martin's like, well, why don't I let you guys come in? We'll order some pizza and I'll tell you what's going to happen in the story. So as that's going on, and this is such a weird, funny scene, we see the news anchors making out. They are having sex. But they are caught by the news reporter. And the reporter tells them that we've got to be on Bill Gates' side. We've got to be on the side of the Xbox. If we don't support the Xbox, then we're in trouble. And the news reporters are like, well, what business is it of yours? And he's like, well, if you don't support the Xbox, I'm going to let everyone in the newsroom know about what's going on. And then the very next cut is like, and now the Channel 9 Morning News with Tom and Tammy Thompson, Colorado's number one brother and sister newscasters. I just about lost it laughing at that one. I was like, oh my God. So... We find out that Bill Gates is in town and, you know, you'd think that he would be offering a discount like Sony did with the Brack Friday Bunderer. But no, instead, he is going to give every Xbox One supporter a weapon to help fight. And he's going to give every Xbox supporter at least one gun. Just one gun. So now we see Cartman being carried on his throne. And the whole group is walking down the street. And they're going to Kenny's house. And... They want to go, you know, into Kenny, to, to see Kenny. So they knock on the door. Kenny's mom opens it, and, you know, she lets him in. And they try to get the throne through the door, and they can't do it. And Carver's like, uh, guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tilt it. You gotta, you gotta tip it over. And then they get into the backyard, and here's all the PlayStation people, and here's all the Xbox people. They're all together. And Carmen's like, you traitor, 
Princess Kenny, Lady McCormick, why don't you give up now? So, Kenny will not do it, and at one point he calls Cartman a ball-licking lesbian. Okay, I don't really know how that works, but... And basically, Kenny and them are saying, we're not giving up. We're not going to give up on the war. So, Butters and Scott, they are still in the home of George R.R. R. Martin, or George R.R. R. Martin, and George is talking about how there's a lot of wieners. He's got a big wiener, and there's a wiener over here, and there's a wiener over there. Scott is falling apart. He needs food, because they were promised pizza. And it's been going three hours now, and they still haven't gotten any food. So... After that, we find out that over at Sony, the news reporter is in fact double-crossed the Xbox people without the Xbox people even knowing. Because he just had sex with the CEO of Sony and he tell or he shows the news reporter something that's going to help win the console wars. What is it? Well, we'll find out in a few minutes. So, now, we go back, and George R.R. R. Martin is getting ready, as he leads a chorus and a very special musical number. So after that, Scott has lost it, and he is done. He's done. Butters is done. And this is where they find out that George R.R. R. Martin never ordered the pizzas. And they're about ready to leave, and he tell and Butters tells Martin how, like, look, we just came because we needed help in the fight of the of the war you know the the video game consoles to win this fight we thought you could help and george is like well why didn't you say so i can make a couple of calls here and there to help you guys win this war so what does he do well we're going to find out in a couple of minutes meanwhile back at the playstation 4 camp the ceo of sony has arrived with a box and it's a special gift for Kenny because this gift makes Kenny into a real life princess and we get this wonderful anime and I'm not an anime guy at all I'm really not because I have a lot of friends that are in the anime but they do this scene perfectly and 
they, you know, show Princess Kenny in anime form. They even got a Princess Kenny song, which is absolutely fantastic. And it, it's just wonderful. It's great. It is really great. So now Kenny has the power. He's always wanted to be a princess. Now he's a princess. And, you know, he's going to do it. He's going to lead this team to victory. He's going to lead the PlayStation group into victory. Now we go back to the mall. And this is where things start to develop very interestingly. So the news reporter says that George R.R. Martin is going to show up at the mall. And he's actually done a couple of things. He has moved Black Friday back from November 29th. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, by the time of this episode, we're actually nine days away from the actual Black Friday. So he has moved, George R.R. Martin has moved Black Friday from November 9th to December the 6th. Okay, I didn't know that was possible, but apparently it is. And also, George R.R. R. Martin has moved Thanksgiving back to December the 3rd. I am my half birthday. And then, as this is going on, Randy gets a call of some big news. Because now, the mall has increased the discount even bigger. We started at 80%. We started at 90%. We are now at 96% off purchases to the first 100 people in the mall. And this just starts a full-out riot. There are people fighting each other, and the, and the reporter's like, Oh, this is going to be a day, Tom, that people are going to remember. Bloodshed galore, people dying, and oh, look at all this carnage. And there's a man with a 96% discount like ad holding, and he's pointing, he's making a sound, and that is the end of a song of ass and fire. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I really don't know what it is. But they did an unbelievable job with this episode. It is amazing. From the whole thing with George R. R. Martin to... And I forgot to mention this, but I'm going to mention it. The three times Cartman goes into the garden. The first time with Butters. Then with Kyle. And then the one with Bill Gates... Where Bill Gates says, you know, you and I, we're the ones that really are going to get the Xbox. The others are just holding the door. And the guy's like, huh, finally, now you know what it feels like. It's just absolutely fantastic. This is a great episode again. I think I laughed more on this one than I did the first one, if you can believe that. So I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. I think the comment 
at the end of last week's show where the guy or the person said that the Black Friday trilogy is better than the Imagination Land trilogy might be on to something. Might be on to something here. Uh, it's been a long time since I've done back-to-back episodes, giving them tens. Okay, so a couple of production notes. Um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone stated that they struggled when deciding where to take the plot next after establishing that this would be the second episode in a three-part story arc. Originally, the episode consisted almost entirely of each console side's leader recruiting recurring characters from all throughout the series' history to join their side. The crab people and the underpant gnomes, among others, made appearances before being cut. This premise was scrapped because Parker and Stone felt it wasn't enough like the content in Game of Thrones. And the Japanese Princess Kenny sequence was taken directly from the video game South Park The Stick of Truth, which Parker and Stone worked on. Now to the critics. Max Nicholson of IGN gave this episode an 8.4 out of 10, a little bit lower than Black Friday, saying, Though not quite as strong as last week's Console War episode, A Song of Ass and Fire was nevertheless entertaining and featured a number of great laugh-out-loud moments. Marcus Gilmer of the AV Club gave the episode an A-, writing that the last two episodes proved there's still plenty of life left in the show. He wrote, Among all of these bigger thematic elements are, of course, great jokes and gags. Cartman's wizard and a king exchange with the Microsoft operator, the boys having to tilt Cartman to get him through the McCormick's doorway, George R.R. Martin torturing poor Butters by not letting the wiener thing go and promising the pizzas, or dragons are on their way and will be amazing. And of course, the great anime aping segment. Now, George R.R. Martin himself denied the insinuation made by his portrayal in the episode that he is obsessed with penises, saying, and I quote, I have to deny this as a a scurrilous rumor. I have nothing against wieners, or nothing against weenies. Weenies are fine, but I am not obsessed with weenies. I am definitely on the boobies side of the equation. They picked the wrong equation for me. Boobies, not weenies. Wow, way to go, George R.R. Martin. Sounds like a pretty cool guy. All right, let's go to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 3,000 people have given this episode a rating, and the average rating of this episode is an 8.8 out of 10. 1,272 people gave it a 10. That's the score I'm giving this episode. 827 people gave it a 9. 465 people gave it an 8. And 76 people gave it a 1. To break it into demographics, the average rating for males is an 8.7, with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 category, with an average rating of a 9.0. I do want to mention three people under 18 Uh, The average rating was a 9.7, but again, it's three people, so I'm going to go with the bigger group here. 
For females, the average rating is an 8.5, with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 category with an average rating of an 8.7. One female under 18 gave this a rating of a 9, but again, not going to count it. Well, if you can believe this, folks, only one review of this episode exists on IMDb. Only one. And this is to, or this is from Board underscore Dragon. It is basically the same review that he wrote in the previous episode, but for those who did not hear the previous episode in this review, I will read it for all of you. Board Dragon wrote, South Park's authors should be given the Nobel Oscars for Lifetime Achievement. These people are completely nuts. It is the fact that everyday life is an inexhaustible source of inspiration for mockery. But South Park does it better than anyone else. This time they made a parody of Game of Thrones and spiced it by ridiculing Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and other cult franchises. Along the way, poking gamers, global corporations, the media, and more. And all that in the form of trilogy. Be sure not to miss episodes 7 through 9 of the 17th season. It was a rather painful experience because it is quite inconvenient to laugh like crazy while your jaw stiffened in disbelief. Well, you know, thinking about it, because we're getting close to the end. Is this better? Is this trilogy better than Imagination Land? I never thought I would be going into that situation because Imagination Land is so loved by the people. It is so loved by everybody. Like, I, I, I think it's one of the most loved things that... South Park has ever done. And I'm actually trying to go back to see what season it was that we had this. Um, crap, I cannot remember, actually. See, this is what happens when you do 17 seasons of a show. Um, but you know, at, at this point in time... At this point in time, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that the Black Friday trilogy is better than the Imagination Land trilogy. And I actually found my ratings from that. Um, I gave the first episode an 8, the second one a 9, and the third one an 8. And I've given the first two of the Black Friday trilogy a 10. Which kind of tells you where I think I'm going with this. But we've had our beginning. We've had our middle. Now we got to get ready for the final chapter. But before I can do that, got to do the quick plugs. You guys can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. And you could join the Facebook group Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where I and a bunch of other fans... A lovely group of people 
talk and discuss about past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. So next time around, it is the final part of the Black Friday trilogy. The Black Friday trilogy comes to an end. And we will be at Black Friday. Because the next episode is Titties and Dragons. That is the next episode here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill. Thank you all for tuning in. And wieners, 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 wieners. Talk to you all next week for the conclusion of the Black Friday Trilogy.